Good morning. I hope you came expecting to hear from the word, uh, from God, from His Word, uh, from the worship. That uh, you come expecting uh, to be used uh, by God today uh, as well. That we're not just uh, observers in this um, uh, in this Christian life, in this uh, in this ministry here at New Hope Christian Center, but we're participants uh, in what God uh, is doing putting into action those things that uh, are in His Word. Last weekend, when we had our evangelism meal, uh, the dinner with a difference, um, I was going to give my, uh, my testimony and a little bit extended than, um, than the others that I had asked to come prepared. Uh, and um, I started writing out my, uh, my testimony uh, and, uh, and I looked down, and I had uh, four or five pages, and I hadn't even made it to England yet. And I was just like, uh-oh, <laughs> this, this isn't going to be good. Uh, and so, um, I'll be honest, I should have I started here. I said, okay, God, what do you want to say? <laughs> Rather than, you know, me boring them with, uh, with, my, with my life, what do you want uh, to say, what are you wanting to focus on? Um, and, uh, and I believed uh, he said, uh, I want you to focus on, uh, on healing, uh, the areas of your life where I have healed you. And, um, and I said, well, I was going to get to that. You know, that, uh, that was, you know, but then he took me to not just the physical healing uh, that I've experienced, uh, you know, there's other areas uh, where uh, God has healed me spiritually, sexually, emotionally, relationally, mentally. God came to save all of us, not just our souls, but the whole person, our whole being. When the word says that by his stripes we are healed, it's not just a physical ailment. It is those emotional scars and hurts and pains and tears. The spiritual, the relational, the emotional, all of these things, Christ came to heal us. So that's what I, I tried uh, to do. I'm, uh, you know... I wasn't completely healed when I gave my life to Christ. The provision was there. I just hadn't received it yet. As you uh, may remember, those that uh, have been with us for, uh, for over a year, uh, September of last year, I saw a real breakthrough and healing in my life regarding a generational curse that had been passed down to me regarding anger. Fifty plus years of just being angry. And God pointed it out. I confessed. I asked for forgiveness. I renounced it. And healing came forth. So don't believe that You've got everything at salvation. The provision is there at our salvation. But sometimes 
it takes a while for the layers to be pulled back and God to say, all right, now let's heal this. I think you're ready. And I believe that we're in a place right here, right now, not just at New Hope Christian Center, but in the world where God is wanting to heal. I asked my friend, uh, Dr. Robin Hay, I spent some time just asking him, how many times do, uh, do doctors acknowledge miracles? He laughed, never. They'll say, oh, it was, it was my doing, if they're arrogant enough to think that, you know, that oh, even though they know that they didn't do anything to the individual and they still recovered, they'll still, you know, claim credit for it. Or they'll mark it off to, oh, they've got good genes. But he says that even when he thinks he's got it worked out, because he heads up the ITU uh, at the hospital, he looks and says, that one won't make it tonight. That one uh, probably turn, you know, here in a day or two. It doesn't happen that way. He said, the other day, a young girl came in. Massive overdose. Should have put most grown men in the grave. Just a little girl, teenage girl. And he was talking to the family. He said, I don't think all of the family were Christians. He said, but two of the ones that I did, that I did able to gather from them that were Christians. And said, we're praying. We believe that God is going to turn this situation around. He said, I prayed. He said, statistically, medically, everything was against this girl. She should not be breathing. She's now at home. God stepped in. God stepped in because there were those there who would pray. I came to uh, I came to James. Uh, it is the um, uh, the the New Testament uh, scripture, the go to scripture when it comes to healing. Uh, you know, just as uh, Exodus uh, fifteen twenty six, the Old Testament scripture, uh, when talking about healing. If you're not familiar with that, uh, uh, God speaking to Moses, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God. And do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. God is in the business of healing. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Um, now, this scripture, sometimes people will use this as uh, as um, an excuse uh, they link it to, uh, to Paul's uh, thorn in the flesh and just says, well, not everybody's going to, uh, to, uh, to get saved. Well, you know, that may be true. It may be that uh, uh, what may be more true is that the healing may not be miraculous right now when we pray. It may be that God is looking to see how much we will persevere in believing for that miracle. does not negate the fact that God is our healer. And he wants us to be healed. 
James, uh, he was known as James the Just uh, or Old Camel Knees. I don't know if you've uh, heard him called Old Camel Knees. Evidently, he had uh, calluses on his knees all the time he spent on his knees in prayer for the people that God had put in his charge. He was a brother of Jesus Christ. He was the leader of the church there in Jerusalem. And as you read through this letter, you'll find it's very practical, very pastoral. Lots of directives. Lots of things that he uh, expects Christians, disciples of Jesus Christ, to be doing. Most importantly, he wants us. He wanted uh, the church then. He wanted those who, who read this letter to be, hear, uh, be doers of the word and not hearers only. When we come on a Sunday morning and we hear the gospel, we hear the, uh, the message, we hear uh, the word. It's not just for uh, us to feel good, for us to have a good time together. No, we preach the word to change hearts to change minds, to change actions, because we want to be holy like He is holy. And that's a process. It's called sanctification. And just like, uh, just like we're, we're growing in holiness, we need to be growing in faith and growing in this ministry of healing. Claire reminded me just a couple of weeks ago We have been called to be a church with a healing ministry. She didn't say, God has called me. God has called the church. All of us. Make up the church. And that means we all need to know what we need to be doing to see this ministry of healing released in our midst. Let's look at this passage. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins." Quite a lot of stuff in there for us to do. Just a few verses, isn't it? Quite directive. I told you that, uh, uh, that James was quite directive in what he wanted 
uh, uh, the disciples uh, to be doing. So, here's something else that, uh, that uh, Robin told me. Stress is the number one cause of ill health and death today. Stress. Dare I ask, is anybody stressed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, how about this one? Your title, uh, and this may be, um, uh, or the first question may be, is anyone among you suffering? Someone else's, it might be, is any one of you in trouble? Do we have anyone suffering or in trouble today? No? Wow. <laughs> There's a couple. Okay. Thank you. Here's the directive. Pray. Why? Why pray? Because God wants to be right there with you. God wants us to invite him into our suffering and our troubles. He doesn't want us doing it on our own. Are we in the habit of praying now before troubles come on us? The older we get, the harder it is to get into a new habit. If we don't have a regular Bible time, Bible study time, and prayer time, we better get started. Because difficult times, troubles, sufferings are coming. I, um, I heard this story. Uh, there was a captain uh, of a ship. Uh, and uh, and he, was, he was struggling, he was fighting, they were in a storm, uh, and it was just uh, not looking good. Uh, and there's the captain, he's doing everything he can to hold on to the wheel and to, and to guide the ship the way, uh, the, the way that uh, he needed to, to get them through these, these perilous times. Uh, the, the crew were, were not impressed, they started talking about the captain, uh, what, what are they going to do, just, he's, just not, he's just not coping, we can't handle it. And one of them said, you know what, we thought you were a Christian, why aren't you praying? And the captain said, I am a Christian, and I prayed before we left, and this is what God is calling me to do to help steer us through this storm. He's given me the gifts and the abilities. Now I'm to use them. But I know that he has already given me the promise that we will get through it. If we talk to Jesus about our problems before we come to them, he will give us the assurance that he is there with us. So we don't have to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We know that he is there because we invited him into our day. We've invited him into our situations. We've invited him into our troubles. And he does that. He's a good father. When invited, he comes. He wants us to invite him into our troubles, into our sufferings. There was a non-Christian 
that um, before lockdown was volunteering at the day center. Uh, and um, and uh, this uh, really put me on, in, you know, on the spot. Um, she was very anti-God, but uh, I, made, uh, I made her join us uh, for prayer every Tuesday and Thursday before the club started. Uh, and, um, you know, we would pray committing ourselves and, uh, and the club members and the activities all to the Lord and just ask, you know, His blessing, uh, His grace upon us all. Uh, and, um, well, one day we got started a little bit late. Late coming in, late getting, you know, everything going. And uh, the day just went just like that, downhill. It just, just seemed like we were two steps behind in everything that was going on. Uh, once all the club members were gone and we started straightening out the room for, uh, for Thursday, she pointed her finger at me and she said, I know why this day was so bad. You didn't start it with prayer. Even non-Christians can see if we let slip our profession of faith, they notice the difference. They notice the difference. And we pray uh, in the other building because lots of times people start showing up before we're, before we're ready. So it's just easier to pray over there than it uh, is here. Uh, we're not going to neglect praying before uh, we do the day center. Uh, because we need all the help we can get sometimes. We invite God in. And He comes. I'm not saying that every bad circumstance that we find ourselves in is because we didn't invite God into our situations. Jesus said, you will have tribulations. But know this, I have overcome the world. So we should expect them. What I'm saying is we should invite him in to help with our expectations of how to deal with those difficult times. One of the questions I ask myself Going back to that captain, are we working through the storm or are we being worked over by the storm? It's the difference between praying and asking Jesus into the situation before it hits and then trying to react when it hits. Perhaps you're struggling to pray. You, John has a very good prayer uh, course that, uh, um, that he's offered to the church. He's, uh, uh, he's run uh, uh, the course. He's run some refreshers. Uh, if you're struggling with prayer, I, um, uh, I encourage you to ask John. Uh, he's not here today. He's ministering at uh, a service in Eckling Grange. Uh, and so uh, just um, during the week or, or next Sunday, get a hold of him and just say, you know, I want to know more about how do I kickstart my prayer life? If you remember, uh, in Luke um, 11, um, the disciples found Jesus praying and said, Hey, why don't you teach us to pray? Prayer doesn't come naturally. What comes natural is us trying to do it ourselves. Prayer is us humbling ourselves and saying, God, 
We need you to help. I'll do what you require of me, but I need you to do what only you can do. And that's where we want to be so that when it comes to healing, we know that we can't heal. Uh, it reminds me of, um, of um, my own situation, arthritis in my neck. Five years, the doctor had, uh, had said, Dwayne, uh, you're going to feel arthritis. You're going to feel uh, the change of the weather in your neck. Two or three days before, there's an actual change in the weather. For five years, he was exactly correct. I did. I'd go to get up in the morning and go, oh, it's going to be a cold front or rain coming. And um, then I heard the call to come to England. Ah, you know, that's it's a lot colder and wetter in England than it is in Texas, God. <laughs> We're going to have a little bit of problems, especially, you know, if, you know, if ever the issue of, of healing comes up, you know, how am I going to talk about you're the God who heals if I'm going, yes, God heals, you know, because I can't turn my, turn my head. But I leave it into your hands. And when I got here, it was snowing. I was running around in shorts and t-shirts. Doreen was going, you're just, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> More ways than, than one, Doreen. <laughs> uh, and so I asked God, I said, what's, you know, what, what is it? He said, you asked me to take care of your neck. I've warmed up your body so that it's not affected by the cold. And I've not had problems with my neck since. 28 years. You see, Sometimes the doctors can see a little bit, and they may even curse us. I believed what that doctor said. He didn't speak healing. He didn't speak hope into my life. He said, well, you're just going to have to get over it. You're just going to have to live with it. You just have to learn to deal with this pain because there's nothing we can do. I can't give you anything. Certainly don't want to get hooked on narcotics at the, at the age of 17. But then the great physician said, hmm, tell you what, <laughs> I'll do what he can't do. I'll do what he can't do. And he healed me. Is any of you cheerful? Any cheerful folks today? Yeah? It sounded like it. Your singing, your praise and worship this morning was, uh, was very good. It was uh, very uh, empowering. As we sing out to God, it's very easy to be cheerful and, uh, and, and full of praise on Sunday, isn't it? With, with other believers and the expectation of meeting with God. It, it, how about during the week? <laughs> One hand, praise God. Sing praises to the God of all graces. The Greek word used here for praise is the word we get psalms. And of course, psalms full of praises to God that we can, we can access. Huh? But you know, Paul says, you know, sing hymns, songs, and spiritual songs 
you know, so this it's not just the Psalms. We don't just have to sing uh, Psalms. We can uh, sing, this is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. I get asked quite regularly, how come you're so happy? I'll be singing as I'm taking uh, the older people off the buses and bringing them in. How can you always be so happy? This is my story. This is my song. God has given me the opportunity to serve you. What a great and mighty God. What an, a privilege and honor that in the, the, the latter stages of your life, I get to share the good news. Of the gospel of Jesus Christ with those whom our friend Roy Hobday said is in the waiting area before the departure. And so more and more of them are joining in the prayers on a Thursday as we lead them in a prayer uh, of salvation, of hope, of surrender, humbleness. Father, I'm a sinner. But you are a great God who is gracious. I ask you to come into my life. And at first it was a bit of a mumble here and there. But they're really praying it out now. And our prayer is that God who is spirit is speaking to their spirits. Whether they have dementia or they've got all cognitive abilities. It is the spirit that has to be reborn. And in so doing, he can renew their minds. And that's our prayer. So we need to be in a habit of singing God's praises. It's a beautiful day. Create a song. Father, I worship you because of this beautiful day. And be your song for beautiful days. When it's raining, God, I thank you for the rain because it, uh, you know, it, uh, it gives us the green grass and the, and the flowers and, uh, you know, it's nourishment and, and good for us. Because if we can't praise God in the good times, how are we going to praise him in the hard times? Uh, in the beginning of James's uh, epistle, uh, he says, uh, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Count it all joy. Well, if we find, find it difficult being joyful on a sunny day, <laughs> how are we going to be joyful on a rainy day? And so this is just... Uh, James is just encouraging us to, to be consistent, create good habits, good disciplines, good Christian disciplines in our lives of reading the Bible, of praying, of giving thanks. Because uh, it's not just good for our souls and our lives, but it's good for those who look upon us, who watch us. You know, sometimes, sometimes we say, um, you know, I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking louder than your words. Have you ever heard that? I use as my focus in all that I do with the older people, with the younger people, with the cafe, is that scripture in Matthew where Jesus says, 
Do your good deeds before men so that they may see them and praise your Father in heaven. Us doing good deeds, us praising God even in difficult situations gives us the right to then tell them. Why? Tell them of the hope that we have and why we can sing in those difficult times. I believe the Apostle James is saying, whatever our circumstance, good, bad, we should be faithful children praying to and praising our Heavenly Father. Is anyone sick? I'm not talking about a little scratchy throat or anything. I mean, those, uh, God is aware of those as well. But are you sick? Mentally, emotionally, physically? Remember, that sick isn't just a physical sickness. It could be spiritually as well. Someone's attack, the enemy is attacking your spirit. Or you don't know Christ at all. What, what wonderful spiritual healing and being born again. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Did you know that when you're sick, you're supposed to call the elders of the church? And we, uh, we, uh, a number of the elders are on the prayer ministry team. We have a prayer ministry for, for this as well. And we're seeing some amazing positive results in our times of praying with people. But we have to pick up the phone. Calling the elders should be the church's 911. I mean, 999. Sorry, I went back to America, didn't I? <sighs> and and, I, and I've, I've noticed that... Um, Sometimes the prayer chain is boom, 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 boom. We just get all these prayer requests, all these prayer requests. And then, you know, we all praying. And has, have we heard from this? Have we heard about that? Uh, and slowly getting back in and we seeing God answer our prayers. But, you know, it's been probably over a month since we've had any prayer requests come through the prayer chain. There's no one sick. There's nothing happening going to get one soon okay <laughs> probably by the time I get home I'll have two or three won't I <laughs> but we have to do our bit if there are things going on we have to call the elders we have to call and ask for that help there was a uh, there's a uh, there's a lady her uh, her partner comes to uh, to the club uh, uh, they go to Holy Trinity uh, and um, she fell down the stairs and broke her arm. Uh, and uh, she called and told us, uh, you know, my arm's broken, I can't drive. You know, so, um, uh, so Guy's going to be coming uh, every Tuesday and Thursday because I can't get him to any of his other clubs. Uh, and, um, and six weeks went by. Uh, yes, the, uh, the cast is off, but I, can't, I still can't use my arm. Uh, and this went on for several weeks uh, of course, uh, Victor, uh, Victor does the Monday calls uh, to our club members, uh, and, um, 
And so whilst he's away, I've been calling the club members. And I, and I was speaking to Shelly, and I said, I said, how's your, how's your arm? She goes, oh, Dwayne, I still, she said, it's, it's so tight. It's so painful. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to drive. And I said, can I pray for you? And I know it was her responsibility to go to her elders. But Claire had reminded me a couple of days before about us being a church with a healing ministry. And it was just that that came to my mind. It's like, okay, God, you want to do something here. And she said, yes, please. Oh, please pray for me. The next day she walks in the door and I, I have to say I was shocked. I was like, going, God, you did a miracle. She said, no, 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 I didn't drive. She said, I just, I came with my neighbor, but I wanted to see what the roads were like. She said, there's enough, um, there's enough release. I think I'm going to try driving around the neighborhood this afternoon. Thursday, she drove home. She's been driving ever since. Praise God. I believe that God is wanting to use us for healing ministry. Derek Prince says this isn't a one man show. This isn't about just one person and you're having a, a healing ministry. This is about the church body and us praying together, us believing together. Us worshiping and praising God and, and, and getting into uh, an atmosphere where we expect the Holy Spirit to heal in our midst. And that means all of us have to do what's right to get to that place so that we can see God moving in our midst. The anointing of oil. Some commentators may say, oh, it had medicinal purposes. Uh, but most, most theologians will, will say that it's, uh, it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. That in, uh, in anointing with oil, we're uh, inviting the Holy Spirit to do what only He can do. It's not a magic formula. But there is a process of us humbling ourselves calling and asking for help, confessing any known sins. And those that have gone through prayer ministry know that we ask lots of questions until we believe the Holy Spirit leads us to what could possibly be an issue. We confess that sin. We ask forgiveness from that sin. We Renounce that sin. I don't want to pick that sin up anymore. And then we receive God's healing. I was a bit stressed this last week. Half term. Not only is Victor in Mozambique, but uh, there are numbers uh, on holiday are having to look after children. But it was, uh, it was a bit uh, stressful, very tired. Didn't really get a, a chance to, uh, to sit down and start prepping for today until Friday. And my stomach was just not right. 
And it just seemed like every time I started to get into it, oh, not again. And I hear John downstairs is like, well, Dwayne, do it. Call upon an elder. <laughs> just, John, I think just the stress of the week is just coming out, and I just need, I need help. We invited God in, and God helped. God sorted things that I couldn't sort. I could have stayed up there. I could have kept trying to do it. I could have kept just, oh, God, just, God, help. But God wants us to humble ourselves and ask, confessing our sins one to another so that we might be healed. Some sicknesses, some things that come upon us are because of sin in our lives. Which is, you know, as I was saying there in the prayer ministry, we ask lots of questions. Is this, is this linked to a sin in our life that we've not confessed? That we need to repent of, renounce, so that we can receive all that God has for us. We haven't done this in a while. Um, uh, but certainly um, in Texas... Uh, and, and, and coming over uh, in the early days, uh, I had what I called accountability partners. Just guys my age, same position, roughly, uh, you know, just holding myself accountable to other Christians. Struggle with this. Probably had too much to drink. Oh, let my eyes gaze too long here or there, wherever. Oh, I really, want, I really want to take this job because it's a lot more money and I'm just tired of, of stressing about my, my, my finances. Oh, I've gone through all kinds of things with my accountability partners. And it's amazing that once you confess these things and get them off and, and you get prayed for, lots of times... Those longings, those desires, or those, you know, problems go away. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it is going through the storm. No, this is one of those things that, you know, God, you're, you're going to have to give me the grace to get through. As Paul said, thorn in my flesh, your grace is sufficient. But to be able to, to share with one another... So that you know someone is praying for you. Pray for one another. Yeah? Confessing your sins to one another and praying for one another. I mean, that's why we have uh, the prayer diary. So that we're praying for one another. Uh, and how can we know how to pray unless we, you know, unless we spend time with, uh, with a Richard or Phil and Diane? You know, how do, how do we know what to pray for, Matthew or Doreen, unless we, we talk to them? And when people confess to us and we confess to them, it's not, it's, it's not for, uh, um, you know, fodder for the, for the rumor weed. You know, it's not to be shared. It's to be, uh, we, we do that. We share because we know that they will pray for us. 
And they share with us because they know we will pray for them. And that's how we grow as a body of believers. And we can work together to see this ministry of healing released. Because the next bit in this passage, it really jumped out and slapped me this week. Elijah was a man just like us. Hold on a second. Didn't, didn't he raise somebody from the dead? <laughs> Wasn't he the one that, you know, that got onto a, a chariot of fire and, 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 and didn't die, went up to heaven? Elijah, hold on a second. No, no, no. <laughs> Elijah was meeting with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. What do you mean he's a man like us? He's a man like us. You think he didn't have depression? Read the story about him uh, being threatened by Jezebel. And he runs for cover. God has just used him to do an an incredible miracle. And now he's running from, from Jezebel. But he was fervent in his prayer. His prayer was energized by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in his life. We too can have that experience. But we have to pray. This bit starts with prayer. It ends with prayer. We've got to commit ourselves to prayer. Several months back, uh, I, was, uh, I was in the prayer room. I think it was uh, uh, me and Peter. Uh, and, uh, and, and, um, and there were uh, a number of people in the kitchen. And, uh, and I'm not having a go at anybody. I will lots of times go into the kitchen and, and, and make, a, make a drink and sit and, or stand and talk. But it was just like in this prayer time, we were really trying to, uh, almost struggling to get in, into, uh, into the presence of God. And there's laughter and, and banging and, and all kinds of stuff in the, in the kitchen. Uh, and, um, and I was just like, oh, why can't I be in the kitchen? <laughs> I, I want to be where the fun is. I don't want to be struggling to try to, wow, what do you want me to pray, God? How, how, how can I pray for this, this morning? How many times do we choose the easy way with everybody else rather than stepping away to spend time with God? While his disciples were sleeping, Jesus went into the woods to be alone with God, his Father. I've shared this before. I'll share it again, dealing with prayer. My, my hope and prayer is that the prayer room on a Sunday morning is too small. 
and that people come right up here on a Sunday morning to say, no, we're going to start this service together, getting into God's presence, praying and asking Him to be here. That's my heart's desire, is that that room's not big enough because we all want to talk to God and invite Him into the service. By praying for one another and confessing our sins one to another, then we're able to help one another. Challenge one another. Challenging isn't because we're trying to be critical or whatever. A challenge is given so that change may occur. If there's sin in our lives that we're not being challenged about, then we're not going to change. And if God can use us to challenge a brother or sister and save them, that they would renounce that sin, that they would repent from that sin, then we've helped save that brother or sister. And that's what a family should be doing. Do you need prayer today? Do you, are you sick physically, mentally, or emotionally? Today. Today is the day that you get healed. It's not because of who I am. It's not because of who you are because of who He is and what He wants to do for us. If you need healing, Clive and Jenny are our prayer team, but we have elders here. We have prayer ministry people here. We want to see God heal you. We're going to believe for your healing today. Father God, I thank you that you paid the price for our healing. You are the God of all grace. And you offer healing because of who you are. And not because of what we've done. We confess that we are sinners in need of your grace. Holy Spirit, we ask you to move in power. Amen. As the worship team cover this and pray in praise and worship, adoration, if you need prayer, now's the time to come forward for prayer. If you don't need if you don't need healing, pray, worship, help set the stage, help set the atmosphere right here, right now for healing to come to those who need it, please. We've got to be in this together for this to work the way God is calling it into being at New Hope Christian Center. It's not a one-man show. It's a church body thing.